All right, welcome into our 50th episode! Woo! Cheers. That was definitely a cheers with our mimosa glasses. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> We wanted this to be a happy hour episode, but then we were like, let's just make it a morning episode and we'll have mimosas. That's right. Yeah, this is, we're recording this at, what, 10 a.m.? Yeah. On a Friday? So, <laughs> mimosas were definitely in the cards for us. Well, cheers, baby. Cheers. We are so excited for our 50th episode. We've been doing this for almost a year in just a few weeks. How does that work out? 50 episodes, but we started in late April, and there's 52 weeks in a year. Maybe so, just from our bonus episodes and extra episodes, probably. We did a couple extras in certain weeks. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, this is our 50th episode, and so we decided we wanted to celebrate by talking about our favorite events. And so Brooke is going to lead us in some questions, and Kaylee and I are going to share some of our favorites over the years. Yep. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. episode, but I'm fairly new here. I just started in December, so I haven't experienced all the events that Kaylee and Cam have, so. You've experienced some, though, I some. so you can partake in this. That's questions. true. Maybe I'll I'll talk about, like, one, like my kind of first one from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that one was cool. Yeah, because we're not just talking about events here, too. We're also talking about projects. Yeah. So, mm, that's right. So, that could also be, like, sets. We did a set design yesterday, which, I mean, is a part of our events business, mm-hmm. but... These are all just some of our favorite, maybe moments is a yes, good overarching. I love favorite moments. Yes. I like it. Yes. Sweet. So just real quick, Cam, how about you tell everyone how long we've been in business so that they time. have a kind of an understanding <laughs> of like this is, this is years of yes. moments, not yes. just this year. Right. So beautiful event rentals started in 2012 render events uh kind of transitioned into render events in october but i've been doing events for the last almost 11 years so in may will be 11 years since i started my very first event business which is really honestly crazy to think about um so i don't know that i'm gonna go way back to the archives on some of my memories but um we've been doing events since 2010 And it's just been a long time of lots of events. I'd say we've probably done, if I had to ballpark how many events this business has done over the years, I would probably say close to 7,500 events over the time. I was going to say 10,000. Yeah, I think we would probably be creeping to 10,000. Maybe even hitting it. That's a very rough (laughs) estimate. Yeah. Um, And so started as a wedding planner, transitioned into rentals, and then into floral. Now we do events that encompasses floral and rentals and custom projects. And then we also do interiors and have an education business, which is what you're listening this through, is our podcast on our education platform. So 
um, lots of different memories and moments over the years. So a 50th episode seems very small in the spectrum of how long this business has been around. Mm -hmm. But we started in April of last year. We had kind of thought about doing a podcast, and then all of a sudden we got some time in April of 2020. So it's exciting to be able to do this. Yeah, I'll probably be pulling from my three and a half years of experience with Burr and Render. I'd say I've probably been a part of what? A lot. How many events would you say? Maybe like... Probably a thousand. Yeah, or thousand, more. 1,500. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. A lot. It's a lot. Yeah, uh, you were here in our individual one year when we did over 500 oh, yeah. events. Oof. As she squints from Oof. the memory. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm about to shed a single tear. <laughs> that was a that was a long, was a year. hard year. Ooh. That was a year. That yeah. was a year. A lot of good things came out of that year, though. A lot of great things came out of that year, but a lot of just growth and, like, understanding what we actually wanted to do in business. It was a good year. It was a good year. It was a stressful year. I remember at the end of the year, we did our team meeting with everyone in our old con- conference room that we were just talking about that had no windows mm-hmm. in it. And I just remember looking around at the table and everyone just looked tired in a not bad way, I guess. Like, not like looking bad type of way. You yeah. Know, when someone tells you you look tired, you're like, well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> yeah, we were but just like, exhausted. Everyone was just exhausted. Yeah. yeah. The, the first like mental picture that came into my mind when you said 2018 and all the events we did, <laughs> the first thing that came into my mind was the day after that week long. Well, it wasn't a week. It felt like a week long, but it was a two-day conference setup. It's the probably the biggest. If is it the Omni one? Yeah, if oh, not the biggest event today, we've sure. ever done. But literally the day after, Cam was like, "Hey, don't work today. We're gonna go get a pedicure. Would you like to come?" <laughs> and literally, like <laughs> my, right. my mental picture of that year was like me sitting in a massage chair with Cam getting our nails done, and I just didn't want to talk because I was so tired. I don't tired. really even think we talked We much. didn't. I just sat there and was like, this I'm is exhausting. Relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> that was like your first big event, too, being here at this visit. Yeah. It was a lot. Was a lot doesn't encompass <laughs> it, but you've talked about it before. Maybe I've you're talked talk about, about it. it today. I will for sure be talking about it today because it lives as one of my favorite events. For well, reasons that are different. That. <laughs> I know, that's kind of a perfect little intro to what is your favorite can? What is your favorite project you've ever worked on? That one. And I say that one because, so I've said this multiple times, I'm an Enneagram 3. I like achieving. I like doing, like, really hard things and doing it well or doing it not maybe well, but, like, getting it done one way or the other. <laughs> and I love that you looked at me. <laughs> well, I knew that maybe you not well. I remember, I'm sure you probably would have said like, uh, <laughs> I wasn't our best, but there's probably others that are better. Um, but that's probably my favorite one because we got the call, gosh, three, maybe three and a half weeks before the event. Are you allowed to say what the event was? No. Oh. Can't say what the event was. It was a big corporate event with about a thousand people. And I got a call. I was I remember exactly where I was when I got the call. I dropped my kids off at school. I was on Josie Lane or Josie Road or whatever it is, heading towards George Bush Highway, <laughs> President George Bush Highway. I remember exactly where I was. I got the call, and it was this English guy who was from England. I got this out of – I can't remember if it was like a 
you know, a Google voice number or like maybe it was an out of country number or something, but I answered the phone. He said, hello, in his cute little English accent. <laughs> We're having a an event at the Omni and it's a thousand people and we need some rentals. I was like, okay, great. We do rentals. That's awesome. Tell me more about your event. And he was like, well, it's a thousand people and um, we already have the tent, but we need like everything else. And here's our theme. So I said, okay, when is the event? He said, well, it's in three weeks. And I was like, oh, okay. Let's Which do this. Which is like, just for reference, that's that timeline is nothing to us now. But, but at that time, then, yeah. at that time, we had maybe done maybe five corporate events at that uh, yeah, point. Probably like, about that, yeah. To, to really, like, we weren't really in corporate. Yeah, we did we mainly weddings. We were really weddings. doing weddings. We, our normal contract we got booked six months to a year in advance. Mm-hmm. So lots so, of prep time. Yes, oh, yeah. we had lots of prep time. That's what we were accustomed to. And three weeks at that point, and as you'll hear more in the story, to the scale of it yeah. was insanity. But I'll let you continue. All right, so we were on the phone, and I asked him how long he had until the event, and he had three weeks. And this wasn't until, like, the second or third conversation. And he started explaining the scope of it. He said, well, we have this welcome party. I think it was on a Monday night, if I remember correctly. doesn't matter. He had a welcome party, and it was in the evening, and he wanted it Texas-themed. He said, we're all coming from all over the world, literally all over the world. They were coming to Dallas. It's Texas-themed. We want them to have a Texas vibe. And then the next day, it's conferences all day, and then we had a um, night under the stars theme, and it was a gala-themed for um, a 1,000 people. Under and they wanted like the lights and they wanted to really feel like they were under the you know big blue or big night sky of Texas. And those are the two main events. And then there were some smaller things that they needed, like they needed some lounge uh, furniture for a couple breakout sessions and and things throughout. But those are the two big events. Well, the first event went great, and because it was three weeks before that he had talked to me about this. There was a lot of things that are already rented because Kaylee mentioned we usually get anywhere from um, six months to a year of advance as far Mm -hmm. as booking. And so a lot of things are already booked for that time. Um, If I remember right, I think we had, gosh, probably four or five weddings also on that weekend, which I remember now was a Monday was that event. Because we had like... God about that. Yeah. Like we had all of our boxwood walls that were already committed to an event on Saturday and Sunday. And then they wanted all of our boxwood walls plus like a whole bunch of others boxwood walls on their Monday night. And so we literally, I think we probably could find a a photo somewhere. Um, Do you remember the photo of the boxwood walls literally in the 24-foot trailer taking the whole thing and in the back of the truck leaning up against the back of the truck with like boxwood walls coming up out of the back of the truck? Do you remember that picture at all? No. It's uh, actually a very funny picture. It's probably in your millions and millions of photos in your camera roll. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) And uh, so we literally had to take a really busy weekend and then do these huge events. Brooke, guess how many other rental companies I had to loop into this rental quote because... They needed so much. So many rentals with a very small timeline. Just a guess. Um, 10. 20? No, 17. Oh, my gosh. We had an entire binder dedicated to this. Oh, it's in that full, it's in that. To this one event. To this one logistics event. 
I think we had two folders. That sounds stressful. It was, yeah, it was stressful. So all of this to say, I had three weeks to get this together. They then, I asked for the day of contact. They didn't have a day of contact. They didn't have a... Like coordinator? Coordinator. He said, oh, I'm doing it all. And I was like, okay, um, you're a marketing agency. You're not a DMC. You're like someone who does this for a living. Who do you have that's going to, like, mm. if anything goes wrong, be that point of contact? Um, and then I also asked him, hey, Texas in the springtime is known for really bad weather, like lightning and huge, you know, lots of thunderstorms and rain and all these things. Do you have a rain plan? Like, you're trying to get all these people from the Omni Hotel across the street to this big parking lot where you have this big tent. Do you have a rain plan in case it rains? said, no, 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 it's not going to rain. It's going to be fine. I'm like, no, no. I looked at the forecast. Yeah, I'm like, no, no. It actually looks like it's going to rain. And this is Texas rain, not England rain. Yeah. Like, England rain is like drizzle every once in a while. in the morning and then done. Yeah. This is Texas rain. And Texas rain does not play. Like, it is bad. When it rains, it's, it's usually bad. Yeah. And Cam, I'm literally about to cry. Why? This is just too much for me to listen to all this again. <laughs> I'm not even to the worst part of it. I, oh, I I know the whole story, so my heart is like palpitating a little bit. Because so, I had just got back from my honeymoon too, for the people. Just no, this is in March. You were not yet. You were in the midst of your final wedding planning. Oh, well, so you yeah. were just stressed. You were just stressed that. already. Um, <sighs> that was another weekend. Oh. 2018 was, was a year. Another another weekend for a story I cannot tell publicly. Um, and <laughs> so so we had done this event. So we had massive, massive amount of events on the weekend. Monday was the welcome party. I think the welcome party went off really great. Yeah, and it's really cool. The, the thing about this that was aiding in this is that I was a wedding planner before. So I knew mm. how to do a timeline. I knew how to, like get these 17 rental companies to, you know, come in and do their thing on yeah. a timely manner. Um, it was a smaller area for drop-off because the parking lot was full of this 100-foot by 150-foot tent. Clear tent. Clear tent. It was, it was a glass walls. Yeah, it was beautiful. <gasps> they probably spent 75000 to 100000 on this tent. Oh, my gosh. It was a beautiful tent. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how much do you think the entire budget was for this whole thing? Oh, a lot. Because of Just the Omni, too. I mean, probably 750000 to a million dollars. Maybe even more. Because they also had the whole Omni Hotel. That was a lot. Yeah. Wow. It was a big budget. And so this small little, you know, big tent with a big budget was small pennies on their radar. Yeah. So we did this whole welcome party. It went great. All the rentals showed up. It was awesome. It was a good start to this two or three day event. We had lounge pods. We had la- lounge pods, boxwood walls, custom entertainment. Yeah, we had custom. The big tree that we had to have custom built. Yeah. And in the tent. I mean, we had a neon signs. Yeah. Yeah, it was everywhere. It was really cool. It, it was, was really cool. Truly. Kaylee and I grabbed a drink at the Omni because we ended up staying at the Omni that night because we were like, we have to be back up here at 7 a.m. the next morning to make sure everything was going well. And so we did, I decided to get us a, a hotel room. Yeah. And the next morning, mm, <laughs> the next morning. Started off great. Started off wonderful. Started off great. 
We had everyone, um, we had cleaning crews coming in at 7 a.m. to clean the carpet from the tent to make sure it was, you know, fresh and ready for another event. Um, we had vendors, I think, starting to show up at like 8 a.m. or 8.30 or something, and we had them all slotted. And then the next day, we had all the next day for everyone to come back and pick it up. And so we didn't have to pay late night fees. We didn't have to worry about, you know, 17 vendors coming back at 12 a.m. to yeah. break down. And so we went through all of this stuff. And about 10 a.m. or so, we had two or three vendors who had already dropped off. 10 a.m., the rain starts. Hmm. Wait, did y'all have a backup plan for rain? I don't know if you ever. They said decided that. not to do the backup plan, and because they had the final word, they did not take my suggestion yeah. and heavy advice to do a rain plan. Okay. And so, 10 a.m. it starts raining. Mm-hmm. The tent, which the company who did the tent will stay nameless, but the tent wasn't done the proper way. They built the floor, and then they built the walls on the sides of the thing. So there was about 8 inches to 10 inches of a gap between the floor and the wall. And all of the electrical cords, which they had brought in an AV company from Atlanta, who was incredible. All the electrical cords were sitting in that 8-inch gap on the ground, now getting soaking wet because of the rain. Is this tent supposed to be like a rain, like it can rain on this tent and it'd be yes. fine? Yeah, the tent oh. wall should be on the floor that they built. Because yeah. the the um, parking lot wasn't level. It had dips and stuff. It's mm. downtown Dallas. Yeah. And so they had to build the floor. The wall should have been on the floor. But I don't think they built the floor big enough. So we had all these cords that, we, uh, that were sitting in this 8-inch gap between it on all sides of the tent. And then there becomes a bubble that starts to form in the ceiling of water because it's not pulled tight enough or something. And so there's this bubble that's forming. And then the generators are still on. And then there's water that's spitting out of the HVAC units that are on one side of the tent. And so I'm calling the tent company like, you got to get someone down here. Yeah. This is not, it should not be happening this way. They refuse to send someone down. And so this sweet person from this other rental company came and helped us kind of figure this out, who was a tent company. I feel so stressed. It was very stressful. I can't believe Um, this is your favorite project. (laughs) Well, then I get a call at 10.30 a.m. or shortly after that, all of that. You weren't down there when all of this was happening. I was down there when it started happening. When you were down down there when the the other guy, yeah. I was by myself. Yeah. (laughs) So I got a call at 10.30 a.m. from the guy who, you know, planned this whole thing. And uh, he goes, Cam, I need you up in the boardroom right now. And I said, I'm so sorry, but I'm not going to be able to come up to the boardroom right now. We're dealing with a few things down here in the tent. No, I need you in the boardroom now. Okay, I'll be right there. And so I said, Kaylee, you're in charge. Hold the fort. Literally, (laughs) hold hold the the tent. Hold the fort. Literally, spread your arm. Well, we didn't realize it was that bad at that point. We didn't realize it. Yeah, it was like the beginning. You were of just that. like you. You were just like continue placing linens. Yeah. Like the biggest worry at our point right then was like some of the linens were pink and they were supposed to be white. They yeah. just got we laundered had over a hundred linens and they weren't all the so same. So at this shade. point, it really wasn't starting to become bad. It just was like Cam needs to go. You have like ten vendors coming. Yeah. Just was this when he called? This was after the rain and all of that. It no, no. Oh, oh, oh. None of what she just said was happening. I was 
I was calling was, her, telling yeah. her what was happening. And so uh, what had happened, I think, before I left was little bits of water were coming out of the HVACs, and I saw the water. Yeah, with the water them. was spitting out, and so yeah. it was concerned that the electrical wires were. Mm. So I get this call. I go up to the boardroom. It's, I think it was pretty rainy at that time because I remember going into the boardroom with like wet hair and like yeah. sweaty. Yeah. With all these men in suit jackets. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to sit down right here at the yeah. end of the table. Uh, don't look at me because yeah. I'm a hot mess right now. And I can't remember who started the conversation, but they said, all right, I think we all know what the plan is here. We're not having the event in the tent. And so I text Kaylee under the table in all caps, stop everything you're doing right now. We're moving the event. Start packing things up. TBD, I don't know anything else yet. I don't know where we're going or anything like that, but stop everything right now. And they keep, they started talking about, well, we're at the Omni. Is the Adolphus available? Is Statler available? Is the Jewel available? Is this place available? Like trying to name off all these other hotels in downtown Dallas that had a big enough ballroom that they could move everyone to. And none of them were available. Mm-hmm. And the event was in the Omni and at the convention center, which the Omni has a sky bridge to the convention center, which is why most people book at the Omni. And they said, oh, or I think Beth, who worked at the Omni, she said, oh, I have one room that will be available. Mind you, this is 10.30 a.m., but it's not available until 1 p.m. because we have a lunch going on in that room. It's available at 1 p.m., and then we got to get a cleaning crew in to come strike all the tables. What time was the conference supposed to start? 5. The dinner. The dinner was supposed to be at 5. Dinner was supposed okay. to be at 5 p.m. Okay, gotcha. Got to strike it so it'll be ready for you guys to start loading at 2 p.m. It's like, oh, okay. 17 vendors in a three-dock loading dock to come up for this. Awesome. Great. And we can't get in here. And it's 10 a.m., so (laughs) going in my brain, logistically-wise, I was like, all right, so you want me to have them all push off their delivery. The ones who have delivered, they have to come pick it up and wait for four or five hours to be able to come back. And then she said, and it all needs to be struck by 8 a.m. tomorrow morning for breakfast the next morning. I was like, ugh. Can I just say what was happening on my side? Yes, I don't, yeah, I vaguely remember. So Cam already kind of mentioned some of the things. You mentioned, you know, water is just puddling Mm -hmm. up, like electrical cords are like getting short circuit. I'm I'm standing in there, like all power is off, so it's dark in there. I'm hearing like AV guys go, this is happening over here, this is happening over here. And then I walk out because there was like a little like bridge area almost of like, the inside of where everything was happening and then where you... It's kind of like a red carpet. Yeah. Per yeah, se. Yeah, yeah. Where people would walk up. It was tented. Mm-hmm. But it had no floor. So there are boxwoods out there lined mm-hmm. to sh- hide the street. They are now sitting in, I would probably say, like two feet of water. They're like ha- ruined. Like at this point, they're ruined. Mm-hmm. Just like... Because it's boxwood wood. walls are all wood. It's wood. Yeah. And so they're soaking like... There was furniture out there. That's mm-hmm. now ruined. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, this is happening. And then all of a sudden I turn and I look up and there is a bubble forming in the tent. And I hear... Because it was a clear top tent. So you can see the bubble. And I hear these guys looking up and talking about like, if that bursts, like everything's coming down. Which the AV company had speakers and... Yeah. Like tons of things in the ceiling that was rigged. They're like, if that... They had dresses with rigging and all that. They're like, if that bursts, 
that is going to basically encave like this entire tent and this is no longer safe for us to be in here yeah and so I'm standing down here like hold the phone we have to wait on everything because she's still waiting for directions yeah and I was like I don't know where we're going yeah continue yeah <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a mess but you had a savior of that person yep. from that other rental company literally climbed literally climbed on the outside of the tent with a bucket and was like shoveling. He literally had to shimmy up. This was no. This was not safe. Like, yeah, this I, would not I was, be approved. I was fearful of yeah. his life. Like truly, like I thought he was going to die. I thought I was going to watch a man die. I'm not exaggerating. Because it was slightest. such a big tent. It is a plastic tent that has no traction. Water is like dripping off the side mm-hmm. of it. I don't even. I don't know how he got up there. I. I honestly. He. This man was in his sixties. I do not know how he got up there. He has a bucket and he's shoveling water. And getting water out of this mm. bubble. Yeah. And Why does that everyone, sound like something John would do? <laughs> it Probably wasn't John, but he would have done that. Yeah, John wasn't with us yet. <laughs> but literally, I mean, I don't know why this is your favorite event. Because I love the challenge. Okay, really? keep, because I love a challenge. I have to, I'm excited to hear the, like, And the end how was it, great. The yeah, end was let's, great. let's get to the end, please. <laughs> For my health, please. Okay, so we get access at 1 p.m., from 10 a.m. or so until about 1 or 2, we we're like, okay, we need to eat. Like, we need to have some food. I had to rework the entire floor plan because the floor plan no longer was going to work there. So I pulled up my all-seated and started, you know, doing all that. I hope you got paid for being the coordinator of this whole event. Uh, well, mm. yeah. I would have thought. She's so. talking about the end. We're talking about happy things now. Okay. <laughs> Um, and we all got day, a pedicure, so, okay? Yeah, yeah, we got a pedicure afterwards, and it was wonderful. We paid for the expensive pedicure. Yeah. Okay. really wasn't that expensive. It was the top, I mean, it wasn't like the, okay. Sorry. Anyways, the deluxe. <laughs> okay, so 1 or 2 p.m., whatever time came, we started being able to load in, and I knew by about 3 p.m., this wasn't going to happen by 5 p.m. if the, we were working at the same pace that we were working. And so I talked to the catering manager at the Omni, and I said, Sir, I need every free hand that you have right now to come and help us with all this stuff. We're having to literally transition everything, and it's not going to happen by 5 p.m., which means it's going to pull off your catering schedule, which means you won't be able to serve your hot meal that you guys are already starting to prep for on the time that you need to. So this will benefit you guys. If you can get me as many people as possible, that would be wonderful. Let yes, me ma'am, just say, yes, let ma'am. me just say, the Red Sea parted, and it oh was, oh my gosh, boom, there was, people. there was at least 75 to 100 people. It was, people. A, it was like a, wait, is that how many wand. people were with the catering company, or just well, like it was a the hotel? Catering. Okay. So, so I think there was just, like some housekeepers. And oh, nice. Too. Aw, good, I'm glad they so did So I get up there, and I said, all right, here's the plan. <laughs> this table gets this, this table gets this, this table gets this, and this is how it's going to go. Ready, go. If you have a question, let me know. I had to pee so bad. (laughs) I also, this might be TMI, but I was nursing at the time. My, what, she was three and a half, almost four months old. Didn't get to pump, which all those moms who are listening right now is a very painful thing in this area. And then I had to pee all day. I literally could not do that until 7 p.m. And I had pumped at about 5 a.m. that morning. Ouch. Yes. So literally any chance that I was like, okay, I really have to go to the bathroom. 
Somebody be like, oh, Kim, I have a question about this. I'm like, okay, what do you have a question about? Yeah. We got it done by about 4.45 p.m., which at 3 p.m., an hour and 45 minutes before then, I said, it's not going to happen. Wow. It's not going to happen by the time that this needs to be done by. And what was also super stressful is the company that had hired us to do all this stuff kept kind of walking by and walking in the room just to check on how everything was going. And I'm like, I'm about ready to lock these doors so you guys can't come in here because... One, it's a hot mess, and two, it's not going to be a hot mess by 5 p.m. because I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it done by 5 p.m. They were just, like, kind of... They just wanted to see how it was going. They're not events people. They're marketing people. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And so, at 5 p.m., they come by. We're all done. I swear I had no makeup on my face because I was, like, sweating in the rain and all the things yeah. and stress and all that. They came by, and I said, all right, it's done. And they, mind you, the theme was Night Under the Stars. They were no longer getting the Night Under the Stars. So I talked to the AV company and said, how can we make this still a Night Under the Stars? And so they projected stars onto the ceiling. that's cool. And so at 5 p.m. I brought them in, and I turned to the guy with the AV, and I said, put on the stars. I want them to see it. And they, I swear, I, if I cried often, I probably would have cried, but he was like, I didn't think this was going to happen. And you pulled it off. I'm Aww. so glad that we had you by our side to do this. We don't do many events in Dallas, but if we come back to Dallas, we will use you guys again because you just saved everything. Saved their butts. Yeah, we really did. I mean, if they didn't have Aww. all of that, they would have, I don't know what they would have done. But it was awesome to see the joy on their face to mm-hmm. see that they're still going to do the event that they imagined doing. Mm-hmm. Granted, all of the crap that had been thrown at us. And then we went home and went to bed. And then we had to come back. Did you come back with us that night? Yeah. Then we came back the night because we had to. <laughs> did I come back? Yeah. Like, I feel like you did. We had to come back that night to strike instead of the next day. And the team that pulled together, I'm so glad we had the team that we had because we wouldn't have been able to do it. It was, it was crazy. I think we called in my brothers, your husband, who hadn't yet started working for he us He was at the working time. at the Omni. He was working at the Omni, that's right. He was working right. a shift, and then he got off of his that's shift right. and helped. That's yep. right. I forgot about My that. My husband is amazing. Will, I love you so much. <laughs> Will is incredible. We love Will. Um, he worked for us for a year and a half, and we miss him a lot. <laughs> but he still comes around. I don't know how he accepted that job after that night. <laughs> I, I really don't either. I really don't either. I think we were in talks about him starting a job here, and if it were me, I would have said, nope, I'm going to stay right here at the valet. Yeah. With an ice heater and not having to do all the things. <laughs> but he accepted the job anyways. And gosh, it was it was a crazy night. It was a crazy day. Insane. But I'm so proud of our team for doing everything that we did, despite the circumstances, despite all the things. So that's wow. my favorite event. Wow. Because of the challenge and because of the awesome job that we all did. I never want to talk about this event again. <sighs> <laughs> Well, my next question, well, you just kind of said, like, what made the event so special? It was seeing the joy on their face. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's what's special about any event we do is seeing the joy on their faces because of the work that we're putting together. Mm -hmm. But I think just being able to overcome all of the obstacles that could have made it not happen and still being able to do it anyways, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, What do you feel like you learned from it? Hmm. I learned to say no. Yeah. I learned to say no. Mm-hmm. Because I had to say yes a lot that day. Yeah. 
because they didn't have any other option. And I'm glad I said yes because obviously nothing else would have happened because they didn't have anyone else stepping up. But I learned to say no. Still working on like, that. Like, okay, no so word, say you got the same opportunity now. Like, what would you do differently? We would say hire a DMC. If you don't have a DMC, then we can't do DMC. anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we will commit to our portion of the event. Or you're going to pay us X amount of money up front <laughs> yeah. right now. Right. Right. Yeah, he incurred probably about 10 grand, maybe 15 at the end of it, and extra charges from it moving from the tent to the ballroom. Yeah. And I told him that up front. I said, it's going to cost you extra because you're now going to have late night fees. You're going to have holding fees from all these other companies. And that's just from companies. us. Like, and that's all. just from the rental company. Yeah. That could have, I'm sure that was the same for the other 17 companies yeah. too. Oh, no, that was. That's what it included. Oh, the 10 and 15 was yeah. for everyone. I thought yeah. you meant just I mean, for this, render. This order in its entirety was $150,000. Hmm. Okay. Well, what an I interesting. I knew I needed a team before then, which is why we had the team. What a fun story. That's the first time I've heard that story. Fun might not be the adjective that that I would have used, but... What a interesting story. (laughs) What a time. Okay. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Okay, so Kaylee, what is your favorite project that you've ever worked on? So, this project, the first project that comes to mind, there's a lot of, like, really good projects that we've worked on and ones that I'm just really honored to have played a role in but I think this is the first time that we got a project where they solely wanted us for our design like they solely wanted us to come in and just like go all out and completely trusted our vision they they just really wanted our vision they wanted they relied they saw our talent they saw our designs and they wanted us to just run wild with it and the one I'm talking about is God Talk the project we did with the Smithsonian um, it was a part of their African-American history and culture museum and they do a series of talks surrounded around religion um, of all different types of religion and basically they sit down and talk about God and what that looks like in different people's lives. And so they were recording a film. It was a film mm-hmm. design. The other ones yeah, were... wasn't it like a documentary almost? Yes. And they were stringing together all these films in all these different cities too. Yes. Dallas just was one part of it. Yes. Dallas was the main focal point of this documentary. Um, so they really wanted to build out a set. All the other ones were live. Um, but this one was the first one that they did an actual set. And it was just an intimate group of people... Um, and so we got to come alongside the curator of the museum, the nicest guy, I think of. The sweetest guy. <laughs> he, he had was the so coolest sweet. glasses collection. He like, really did. He literally yeah. would. He came in for a site visit, and he had the, like, his glasses. I was like, my gosh, this man, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, um, he, was, he was pretty cool. He just just so kind. And just, I did probably about four lounge concepts for him, and we got to narrow down what we were thinking and really got to, it was the first time that we had got to be on set pretty much all day and just had full creative control. That was one of the first, like, set design fees that we had charged. We had talked about, like, styling fees or set design fees or, like, 
anything that we could really use our talents on. And I think that was the very first one that we were able to do that. Yes, we did a custom lounge for him. We brought in all of these different design elements that played into African-American history. And, I mean, we had books that he had recommended that we sourced to have as accents. And so every detail was thought through and curated, especially working with museum. I mean, they have the entire museum is curated, so they wanted that to feel the same for this set design. And so there was a lot of time of me going out and sourcing and just the project in a whole, the entire process from our first interaction over email to me going out and sourcing products, to the renderings I created, to then actually being on set, was just a complete joy to work with. Not only was the process really enjoyable, but also the people that we got to meet from it was just one of a kind. We also did um, a huge floral install that was Mm -hmm. so cool. We had um, these little fabrics hanging from this tropical install that had quotes from Um, African-Americans throughout history and just like really transformative quotes that um, could help guide conversation at the dinner Mm -hmm. set and so it just was it was really special it was was one of those projects that I look back on and I mean the fact that it's going to be in a documentary is cool but it just was very meaningful and I think the projects that stick out in my mind are always the ones that serve a greater purpose Mm -hmm. have a lot of depth to them mm-hmm. and have a lot of thoughtful details that you may not see just like initially looking at them but as you start to like sit in the design you're like okay the placement of that was really thoughtful and the mm-hmm. the selection of that chair and the color palette and all of these different elements came together to paint this picture and this story yeah I mean, and even down to the centerpieces on that table they wanted some uh, history books or books that were written by African-American authors and it was all the way down to like the author name that was displayed on the binding of the book was super important to have and so yeah just the purpose and the intention behind it was super cool yeah really cool did you learn anything from that event god I learned a lot from that event I think I'd say the biggest thing I learned from this project was one you can work with anyone. Like, truly, you can work with even the biggest name might initially scare you. I mean, when we got an email from the Smithsonian, I was like, oh, wow, what type of event is this? Can Do we have inventory? Are we qualified? Mm-hmm. But this project gave me the confidence to then reach out to companies and brands and people that I admire that I had been wanting to work with for a while that I just didn't feel like, oh, we're just not there Mm -hmm. yet. Like, our business isn't there yet. Our brand isn't to that standard. And I think seeing him trust our eye and seeing him trust our ability and seeing the completed project and walking away and feeling like... And the setup was on my birthday. So I got to be on set for my birthday and do styling, which I really love. Do that on my birthday. I mean, it gave me the confidence to then go out and start emailing these brands. And we've landed some of my favorite projects and some of our biggest projects Mm -hmm. based on the confidence that I needed to get us to that next level of reaching out to these places. And um, I think that's, it's just, I always come back to that event and think, wow, that, I'm so proud of that. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of the setup and the environment that we created. Mm -hmm. Well, just having the confidence is really important, too. I mean, 
you have different brands that you've reached out to and I do as well. Like Cowboys, for example, I fostered a Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys relationship for two years before they contacted us. And so that goes to show like keep fostering those relationships and keep being confident because at the end of the day, those are people just like you and I. Mm-hmm. There are people who are answering those, those emails or those phone calls or whatever. Um, and the CEO of really big companies or, um, like we've done events for Gwyneth Paltrow and we've done events with Nike and Dallas Cowboys and the Smithsonian and like all these different companies, LinkedIn, all these different companies that you would think of like, oh, they're not going to look at this company. Like this is a small company compared to that company. Yeah. It's still people on the other end that are answering those emails. And so knowing one, who to email and two, fostering that relationship is really important. Do either of you have an unexpected thing that happened at an event? I know your first story was kind of like very unexpected. That was very unexpected, that's for sure. I have one. Okay, go. Okay, so this was back in the era of, I mean, we just had anything and everything. But there was this one, there was this one evening. That was our big, okay, 2018 was our biggest growth year. Yeah. Yes. For yes. sure. It was, yes. it taught us a lot. Taught us a lot. But there was this one evening where, for some reason, we didn't have a crew, and Cam was like, Kaylee, I really need some help. This is a small order. Can you go with me on it? I know which one you're talking about. And I was like, you know what, sure. That's great. Like, sure. It's great. I didn't really have I don't think I've even asked you. I was like, you're going with me, by the way, because (laughs) I don't have anyone else. So (laughs) No, you asked me. Let's go. (laughs) And so... We were just going, and I didn't have any contacts. I knew what we were taking, but I didn't know what it was for. And on the way there, Kim was like, yeah, I don't really know what this is for, but we're going to Fort Worth, and um, we are, I think we're setting up at, like, a recording studio. Some guy is, like, releasing an album. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I love music. This sounds great. I love Fort Worth. Sure. Already on in the truck. Great. You got me. So we start unloading, and we're loading into the studio, and I'm like, I kind of saw, like, a poster, and I was like, man, that's interesting. Like, I love this artist, but surely that poster's for something else. And we walk in there, and we're setting up, and then all of a sudden I turn to my left, and Leon Bridges is standing to my left. Like, literally, I could reach out my arm, and he was right there. Like, two feet. (laughs) And I turned, and I thought immediately to myself, chill. Just be chill. Like, no big deal. Be cool. You're being professional here. Be cool. And we walk out of the room to go get the rest of the stuff, and I turn to Cam, and I whisper, and I was like, Cam, do you know who that is? And she looks at me, and she's like, what? Who? Who are you talking about? What? We're just like, what are you talking about? I'm I'm also a very oblivious person. Like, I'm going to get my work done, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. We came here to set up furniture. We're going to set up furniture, and we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really pay attention to peripherals. I probably should, but... Yeah. Yeah, I was like, no, I have no clue you're like, what? what you're talking about. I was like, that is Leon Bridges. And she's like, okay, who's that? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what? who's Leon yeah, Bridges? She's like, I'm like, he's an artist. Like, he sings songs. Like, he is I'm big like, time. Really good. We're in a recording studio. I'm like, yeah. of he is. He is so talented. I love his music. And she's like, what does he sing? I, I don't know. And so I start rattling off, and she's like... Uh, okay, okay, whatever. It wasn't until we got into the car later that I played the song. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, I know, I know who that is. is. <laughs> and I just was standing there, and I kind of, like, when we walked back in, I was like, hey, nice to see you. Acting like we knew each other. Yeah. No big deal. He gave us signed posters, <laughs> He gave us signed too. posters. Aww. I mean, it was 
It was the most. We had it hanging in the office for a long time. I'm gonna need you to get that back from Jonah. It's in his room. Because I, you're gonna He's take in college it. College station, so Will I can you go please, steal it. Can from you please his get room? it back from me? I'd really, I'd actually really <laughs> like to frame that in my house. I shouldn't have gotten rid of that. That was one of my minimalist, like clean yeah. out. Don't need we this stuff. We chose to get rid of it from the office. Can you please get it back? I'll try. <laughs> I'll do my best. Thanks. He wasn't a part of that event. We yeah. were. We yeah. did the hard My work. My little brother also really loves Leon Bridges. And so yeah. I, was, I came back, and I think we were having dinner at my mom's house, and I was like, you'll never guess who we talked to or, like, did an event for. They said, I had no clue who he was until Kaylee said something. Yeah. And my brother Jonah loves Leon Bridges. He's like, you got to work <laughs> with Leon Bridges. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah my mom really also cool. says that about some other people that we work with, like Anthony's sister. She's like, you got to work with that person. I'm like... Yeah, and she's super nice. Like, no big deal at all. That's crazy. It was very unexpected. She's like, can I come with you on your next delivery? <laughs> no, Ben. Like, Sorry, no. Ben. <laughs> Love you, Mom, but no, you can't come on my deliveries with me. Don't work here. <laughs> Just to meet the famous people. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she wanted to come to my <laughs> to meet famous people. It was really cool. It was a really cool evening. It was. He was very kind. I actually yeah. really wanted to stay for the rest of the evening, but obviously we didn't get that. But <laughs> he was so kind and just, it was really yeah. uh, very unexpected. From then on, I think for a couple of weeks after, I was like, okay, so what event are we doing this week? Mm-hmm. Should I go on this event? Is this going to be a good one? Okay. It was very, yeah. Uh, I mean, it goes back to the point, like, reach out to the people that you want to work with because they're usually very kind human beings. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier, there's a person that we work with. I have his cell phone in my phone, and he sends me texts, and we text back and forth. And, like, he's a very, not very big celebrity, but he's a celebrity, Mm -hmm. and he's very famous. He's, you know, been top billboard charts. Right. But he's a human. Just like all these other people. Like, I've met Gwyneth Paltrow. She's a human, and she's very kind. I've met the CEO of LinkedIn. Very kind people. Like, just reaching out, just keeping that in the back of your head. Like, these are people at the end of the day. And, yes, there's some that are not very kind humans, but most of them are. That's really cool. Um, Well, my last question for both of you, this is different from a project. So, what is your favorite moment that you've had? At Render. I know that's a hard question. It's a big question. But it could be an event or like a moment at an event, a moment at work. My favorite moment at Render. So honestly, before I worked here, I did not think I was, I didn't think I was going to be at this job. I thought I was going to be a missionary. Like religion is very important in my life. And that's what I thought the trajectory of my life was going to be, but obviously that wasn't the plan, and so I ended at Render. And I have loved my role, and the moment that I think it really shifted for me, because a lot of times I was worried of, is my, a lot of times in a job you can kind of think, like, do I have purpose? Do I have mm-hmm. meaning here? Is what I'm doing, like, playing a part of a greater story? And for me... There were a lot of parts of my job where at a certain point it was just like, I leave at the end of the day and yeah, I, I did some things that I really loved, but it didn't ever really feel like, wow, I made a difference there. And I'm sure I was making different. I, I know I was making a difference in like my coworkers' lives and I all of these different things. But the moment that it truly clicked for me was one of our dear and favorite clients is If Gathering, and it's a women's conference. Um, 
that focuses on discipleship and biblical training, and we've worked with them for four or five years mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I got to be a part of several of their conferences and helping kind of design. And I, it wasn't until I went on site. I was part of the kind of the design process and pulling pieces together. And it wasn't until I went on site for a conference and helped set up and got to interact with their team and helped pull all these things together. And then I attended the weekend. I, I watched the conference. Was February? Uh, this was before? this was in 2019. So okay. it was the one at Toyota. Mm-hmm. And I got to see how our pieces set the stage, set the experience, gave these women an opportunity to interact with their faith in a new way or interact with got to connect with other women in a truly genuine way. Mm -hmm. And our pieces had a role in that. And my role had a role in that. And it it made me realize I get to be a part of these brand stories for just either an event or a project. Or I get to not only get to be a part of If Gathering, I get to be a part of other brands like them that aren't even just ministry-based, but also just also just helping women connect or helping community form mm-hmm. and I get to play a part in that and I get to use my gifts like my abilities in design and styling and creativity and I've been honored to like play that part that's when it really connected for me of how much my role even though sometimes it's small really translates into a bigger story and Mm -hmm. helps Mm -hmm. people foster community or have an experience with the Lord at If Gathering. Or, I mean, it gives me chills to think about. Like, it's just so crazy to me. And Mm -hmm. I, it's probably one of my favorite things about my job. And I think that's why I love working with brands so much. It's because I now get to be a part of that brand. And I, I've talked about this maybe. It's, Probably one of my favorite hobbies is like finding brands and figuring out what makes a brand a brand and what are these different aspects. And so whenever I get to like do research on a brand and then we get to play a role in their mm-hmm. their brand, I, I geek out over it. I love it. Like yeah. the big one that you just landed, which is exciting. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> I love awesome. that. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, even just like weddings or anything, like mm-hmm. you, you, we are playing a role in someone's super special day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're playing a role in someone's story, mm-hmm. and I think that's that that's lasting. You know, mm-hmm. like ugh, I can't, I can't talk about it. Anymore. I know, You're emotional. emotional. It's, it's like really so. It's just special. It's really special. Well, I can see how that's special too, because the one if gathering that I went to was last February. And just, like, one of the speakers who did the painting Mm -hmm. that was on one of our tables, like, that painting wouldn't have come to life if it weren't for our table there. Or the conversation with the two young guys from Nashville on our sofas, like, that wouldn't have happened the way that it happened without our stuff there. And so um, it is cool to be a part of those little moments that might seem little or minimal in the planning stages or the pre-stages or even on-site putting things together, but... The ones that we get to attend or the ones that we get to be a part of are like, wow, that's actually really cool. And I don't think I realized that the same thing that you realized until I was in the audience at the conference Mm -hmm. being like, oh, okay. Like it's all coming together. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Not only to see your company's stuff up there, but to see why they chose those pieces. Super cool. I love that. 
I'm not surprised that that's your favorite moment as an Enneagram 4. <laughs> um, my favorite moment at Render, I don't know why my moments are like so trivial, but um, <laughs> my favorite moment was this, you're going to laugh at this, but March 12th of 2020, the day that, the day after all hell broke loose in the events industry and just like the conversation that we had as a team. Kaylee was on FaceTime because she had already planned a vacation. I think you were down in College Station, if I remember right. It was in Austin, but... Or wherever. Whatever. Somewhere in Texas. Yeah. Um, it was pre-planned. She didn't leave because of all the crap happening. <laughs> Although, you had every right to. Um, and Jade and Reggie and John, like, everyone was at our table. And I just remember, I've always been super transparent with the business of, like, hey, we got to get sales. Or, like, hey, we're doing really good. Or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just remember sitting at that table just being, like, I don't know what's happening. And I don't have a clear vision of where, where we're going, which I normally do. And here it is. Like, we're going to be struggling. And I can't guarantee that everyone's going to have a job next month. And I hate to say that because I want to be able to serve you guys. Mm-hmm. And just the response from everyone on the team. Again, I don't cry very often, but I cried at that table because I was like, I don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. And just the response from the team and us feeling like a family, not just coworkers that came to work to work together, but truly we felt like, or I felt like we were a family. And we all decided like, I think Jade said, oh, I like to create a right. I'm going to cry. Like, she's a sales manager, but she, and she does sales, and she answers inquiries, and she calls clients, and she follows up. She said, well, I can create a right. Like, I can help do the blog, or I can help write the course, or I can do this. And I was like, I didn't know that you could create a right. That's great. And then John, I think he was like, well, I can do more. I can reach out to other rental companies, and I can see if we can help with their, their um, labor, and I can see if we can do this. And then Reggie was like, hey, I'm going to welding school. Like, I can help do custom projects and like sell things or we can do whatever and Kayla's like well I do everything so (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep helping with that (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what you said but you said something (laughs) at this moment you do everything so anyways but it was like everyone came together and everyone was like hey I know that this is my role but I can do more than my role and I'm yeah. going to do whatever it takes to help this business stay along. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool to have that moment of us all, like, not just me as the leader stepping up and being like, hey, this is the plan, even though I don't have a plan, but everyone being like, hey, I know that you don't have a plan, but let's use our brains. Like, there's five of us right here that can use our brains to help figure out something. Yeah. And so it just was, like, one of those moments in the history of the business that was like, okay, we're a team. We're truly a team, not just people that show up and do work together. Because I think there's a difference between the two. And so that was just a really special moment to me. Even though it was probably one of the worst moments of this business. But just the moment of, like, connectivity and us being together as a unit. Saying, like, yes, shit's hitting the fan right now. But Mm -hmm. we're going to keep going. We're going to keep persevering through the unknown, the very vastly unknown that's about to happen. Yeah. And then on top of that, the conversations that I had to have with people that I had to furlough. Unfortunately, I hated to have those conversations. I dreaded those conversations. But the couple people that I had to furlough during the time because we just didn't have work for them to do, mm-hmm. there was so much grace met with that. And there was so much like, hey, I really don't want to do this. But if I want to have a job for you to come back to, I have to do this for the temporary. 
don't know how long this temporary is going to be, but I have to have this conversation. And the grace and the understanding that came with that, because I was like, they're going to hate me. They're going to hate me, and... Like I'm never going to want to come never back. Never going to want to come back. I'm going to yeah. lose this person forever, and I don't want to lose this person forever because they're awesome. They're so essential to this business, but the grace and the understanding that came with those conversations was mm-hmm. great. Just an extension of that first March 13th, <laughs> Friday the 13th. Everything bad happens on <laughs> on a Friday, but Friday the 13th was a good day that we all just came together. Wow. It's like a good testament to the team, I think, Mm because I feel like it would be so easy to be like, well, you're not going to keep me on or just like be so defensive Mm -hmm. about it. So I love that. I think it's a testament to your leadership, and I think it's a testament to how you've always been so transparent and you've built equity after equity after equity of just like being real and raw with everyone and that took time to build but I think it just goes to show when you transition from being the boss to a servant leader and really truly like serving your employees and serving the people who are around you and checking in on them and like going through life with people Mm -hmm. that's when it changes and that's when it shifts and I think that's a testament to that because you lived that out for so long. Yeah. That that's how we were able to know, okay, you've got, like, we can trust that you don't know what's going on and you're going to figure it out. But in the meantime, like, we're going to follow you mm-hmm. because we can trust your leadership. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. It's a lot. Maybe, uh, have we done a servant leadership episode? I feel like we maybe have. If not, we'll do one. Yeah. Brooke, what's. What's the moment for you? I know you have have had few moments, but if you have one. Gosh, I don't know. The first thing that came to my mind, which I feel like this is not going to surprise y'all, but it's not a specific moment. It's more of just like an ongoing um, occurrence, I guess you could say. But just our core value, work hard, live well. I have felt that so strongly having been here in the last like three months that I can finally go home and feel not stressed out. And I can go home and feel like I did what I needed to do today at work. And maybe there's some other things, but I can take care of that tomorrow. And I can spend my time at home, like, with my husband and not be so just, like, consumed, Mm -hmm. you know. Because I think you should love your job, but I also think you should have, like, a balance. Right. And so, yeah. I think that it's not a specific moment. It's just an ongoing, like, feeling that I've had. So I'm really grateful for y'all. This is such a good episode. (laughs) 50. 50. 50. Gosh, 50 episodes. We'll have to top this one at 100. Ooh, I'm ready. (laughs) Oh, man. We gotta start brainstorming. I know. I'll be around the holidays, I think, or so. Well, let me just say. The end of 2021. You heard a very... Interesting event recap. They went through all the emotions with us. Um, yeah, you heard a very interesting recap, and Cam, that's her best project, but for me, it was a no. Yeah. It was an absolute, like, <laughs> don't want to relive, don't, like, we learned our lesson, we we set processes in place, like, we learned from that. Yeah, maybe but, that's something that I learned as well, like, we needed SOPs, like, I don't think we had SOPs at the time. No. I don't think we had, like... 
this is how we do what we do. We just kind of did it, like figured it out as we go. So, you know, too, listening to both of your stories, I feel like it's so good that y'all are both so different. Like that you, the projects you find really special are not what maybe she finds and vice versa. I feel like that is a, if y'all were exactly the same, like the company oh, probably wouldn't. Would yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Kaylee's stayed along so long because we're so different from each other. Yeah. I, I couldn't work like with polar. the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same person as you. <laughs> like, only she's a just like me. would say that. Come on. <laughs> but, anyways, so next week we are going to be featuring a different but fun oh, episode. Yes. So, we want to feature your note events. So events that you have worked on that have maybe not gone so well and maybe cause you anxiety like they cause me when you hear them relived. Or mm-hmm. maybe just something that like didn't go the way that you not wanted to. Basically your craziest your craziest event, event stories. Yeah. We want you to tell us. So we're gonna be posting on our Instagram. You can comment on the feed post that we're gonna do or if you want to stay anonymous you can DM us and we will read your post anonymously, but we are going to be featuring you next week. So make sure that you are staying up to date on our Instagram at the render pod. No, <laughs> it's been so long. Shoot. Make sure you're staying today on our Instagram. Shh, I don't do anymore. Okay. Make sure that you're staying up to date on our Instagram at the render.co. We are going to be featuring you guys next week, so you don't want to miss out. If you liked this episode, if you enjoyed hearing us talk, if you want to hear more about our crazy, crazy stories that we have, please let us know. We've got lots of them. We read your reviews. Like, we literally read every single review, and we make adjustments based off of your reviews. So, let us know. And this is our 50th episode, so... Any of us have yeah, mimosas? Oh, cheers. we have a little bit left. Cheers to the end. Cheers. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Thanks for listening every week. Mm-hmm. Like, did, uh, it means so much to us. Like, yeah. Really, it, it means so much. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would have been hard on the end. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>